time to be a winner. I have come here to chew bubble gums and kick ass. Pick this week's games against the spread for all the bragging rights. You want some bad enough, then you come get some. Feeling extra confident? I'm the one true king. Make that game your top shelf for double points. This is Pick 6. Now on Darren, Donick, and Chase. It is indeed pick six time here on this Friday afternoon. VIP package for Oktoberfest, Sunday, October 13th. We have a major violation. That we do. Had, just, we just had a big violation. If we were to rewind this an hour ago, Willie would put me on the list. Oh. For sure. And if I can remember it, I, I think this might make mention next week. On the list, I think it'll no carry compassion over. for an accident. It's this just a the lack. It was just a major violation. We all have our area where we sit in the studio. We brought some sandwiches in here, and Darren goes into my area. It starts. Why were you not his in sandwich? Why down. were you not in your area? Why did you move away? Well, I wanted to keep my area clean of any. Mm-hmm. Uh, issues there. I okay. try to keep it separate. I didn't go anywhere near your area. Nope. I went into an unoccupied area of the studio. And meanwhile, you wanted to keep your area pristine, so you go into my area, and we had all kinds of spillage and drips and Oil stuff. and vinegar. Oh, it, all kinds of stuff got in there. Mayo. It's pure... You've contaminated my area. <laughs> now, luckily, there was a buffer. And there was a page, but my 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 sheet with the schedule of what's coming on the show each segment now mm-hmm. that's gone. It's, it's gone. Totally, it's just been contaminated. I had not to a, check it. Not a bufflin, but a buffer. Yeah, yeah. We had a buffer. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the table would be would would really be contaminated, and then you'd have management coming in here going, "Wait a minute, Darren." It was just on your. It was just just on your stuff. Come on. Yeah, you just got it on my stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Well, thanks a lot. Sorry. <laughs> Guess that would be appropriate. Man, yeah, really. At least you got a heartfelt apology that didn't end with a question mark. <laughs> Man, I know All you're. Right. I know you're bitter because you're over and the underdogs, and I'm beating you in pick six and everything. But you don't need to just drip your sandwich all over my area. It was a, it was a, a misstep. How about that? <laughs> we a, were trying to it do it fast. Day. We don't have much time. We look like barbarians eating. <laughs> I know. Okay? I know how it goes. We don't get to relax. But you, you can be barbaric away from my spot on the on the table. It would be like Tom Chase Hanks isn't even here. You had Chase's whole area contaminated. Find a sub on the island, okay? He would just devour it. That's what we look contaminate like Contaminate Chase's area. Yeah. You could be a caveman over there because he's not even here. I kind of already took his space, so it's, <laughs> you, it's you're full. You're utilizing it. Yeah, you've got your stuff over there. Okay. All right. Let's review Man, last week's I am surprised, there. Action. You're not known for this kind of thing, no. but that was... That I was, was very hungry. Was a throw the flag. That was a 15-yard penalty. Automatic first down. I'm challenging Good your grief. flag. I'm challenging it. No, you can't challenge that. That's that's not reviewable. In today's game, you never know what they're going to come <laughs> back with. Max, what do we have? Reviewing last week's pick six picks. Our first one, the easiest pick in the book, Joe Burrow over under 300 yards. 
He threw for 398 against Vandy. But that was in the first quarter, so if you have the <laughs> yeah. under, you win. He did eclipse 300 at halftime. 398. Uh, he had 350 at half. Yeah. Sorry, we're also having some uh, <laughs> yeah. sandwich Rummaging. issues over here. Scarfing. All, all three of Darren, Donick, and Chase took the over on Joe Burrow. Willie very wisely made that his top shelf uh, double I, points pick. I, I, to my credit, Darren, I did suggest did. 350 as the threshold and not 300. Once you did, you, it didn't matter. Once you put 300, I was like, I'm going top shelf. Pretty confident on that one. Yeah. The only issue was, would they take him out so early yes. in the game that you know he didn't need to throw Which, anymore? And they actually kept him in. Jordan Rogers kept saying, "When are they taking him out? Like, well, they, it ain't they point. Did, are they gonna take him out?" They did kind of play with fire a little bit. He took some hits. He did. They're going into the bye week though. So, all right, another very easy SEC quarterback question: Tennessee at Florida, who will throw for more yards, Jared Garantano of the Vols or Kyle Trask of the Gators? Kyle Trask threw for 293 yards. Garantano threw for 107. Willie was the only person who picked Kyle Trask. That was Darren's top shelf for Garantano. Top shelf? Yeah. Man. Yeah. No more. No more. That'll be my the last. The week before was the 300 yeah. yards, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You've been last, burned a couple times. Last time. Number two over there. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, Willie, three points through the first two questions. Darren and Chase with one each. Michigan at Wisconsin. Wisconsin favored by two and a half. They won 35-14. It felt worse than that. Chase was the only person who picked Wisconsin, and that was his top shelf. So Chase having a Badger Rager down on the beach today. Two points for Chase. No points for anybody else. That is big. Notre Dame at Georgia. This one hurt. I'm a neutral party, and this one hurt. (laughs) Over under 100 rushing yards for one DeAndre Swift. I thought over was the obvious answer here. Darren and Chase took the over. Willie took the under. Swift ran for 98 yards on 18 attempts. If we're going to do all-purpose yards, which is not how we did it, but if we did, it would have been a push. He had two receiving yards. (laughs) (laughs) So Willie gets a point for his Uh, bad guess that I still maintain was a bad guess. I, I I had some luck. I had some luck. The luck of the Irish. And this what isn't, luck? This isn't the only one, too. You just I because I, another one's 98 coming. Ninety-eight yards rushing. <laughs> Ninety-eight. All right, two NFL questions to finish off last week's pick six for Darren Donick and Chase. Ravens at I almost said Royals. Ravens at Chiefs. Chiefs minus five and a half. The Chiefs won by five. The Ravens went for two and missed it to try and make it a field goal game. So it ended up being five. 33-28, Chiefs won. So the picks for Baltimore are the winning picks. Darren and Willie, both present today, both had that pick. Yes. So I, we Chase s- had the Chiefs. We snuck that one in there because the yeah. Chiefs were winning handily in that game. Yes. It's called a backdoor. Cover. That was a backdoor. And the last one, the Texans and the Chargers. The Chargers were favored. They did not win. The Texans won. Chase was the only person who had the Texans. Rats! And he may have changed his pick because I wrote Chargers and then crossed it out. So I don't really know what Hmm. happened. Hmm. So the scores, Darren had two. That takes him from nine to 11. Chase had four. That takes him from seven into a tie with Darren for second at 11. And then Willie... Even if he didn't get any correct picks this week, he still would have been winning. Came in with 12. 
picked up five. He's at 17. Unfamiliar territory for me, the fast start. Usually I'm a slow starter and then come on late, but I'll take it. I'll take it. So what is the gap from first to last? Six. Six. 17, 11, 11. And I will be picking on Chase's behalf today, but I will not be singing any of his picks. Okay. That hasn't worked in underdogs. Okay, this is what we'll do. We've got loaded lines. We'll come back. We will rifle through these games and make the picks quickly, and then it's going to be – your phone calls. Remember, get in this year. There's an advantage, which is why we've got loaded lines. You get two top shelves if you call in. If you get locked into the contest via the telephone, two top shelves. You can still pick online at thegamenashville.com, but you only get one top shelf. Last week, an online picker won, even without the double and top shelf. I think shelf. it's been, what, so far this year, a little half and half. Half winners mm-hmm. via the telephone, half online. So... Just keep that in mind. 737-1025. And when one line opens up, jump in there. We're going to take your calls. Like I said, we'll rifle through these quickly on the other side, make our picks quickly, and get to your phone calls the rest of the way. Pick six on the other side. Darren, Donnick, and Chase. ESPN 1025, the game. I guess this is for Willie D. I'm the backdoor man. The men don't know, but the little girls understand. I picked up two big points with the backdoor covers. So I needed Jim Morrison to sing. Oh, boy. I thought we were going to try to rifle through this. (laughs) On the line for this week's pick six winner, VIP treatment in Oktoberfest. Sunday, October 13th. I'm holding about 10 sheets of paper that it's got all your stuff for VIP. Okay. You're just going to get taken care of. That's what you want. All right. Let's. <laughs> you have a lot of details on that sheet. <laughs> I, mean, I think it says at some Anything point. Anything you want to know. You have a, masse- a masseuse at some point. <laughs> I, I think it's in the copy. You got a lot of stuff on okay, there. Okay. You're, you're going to get a VIP treatment. That's like the opposite of every paper I turned in. At Vanderbilt, like you try to put like double space or triple space. Yeah, they're like for the four page paper. The writing is small because there's so many things you're going to get. That is like single space fine print, like everything jammed in there. Beer tokens. I mean, I, I, is this an arcade? Is this what is I've never seen anything that long. This must be a great price. Private seating, VIP bathrooms and air conditioning. Okay. All right. It's all sold. It's sold. Okay. That's this week's winner. Okay. Official number, please. Number one. Northern Illinois at Vandy. Commodores favored by six and a half. 11 o'clock kickoff, SEC Network. Willie. Well, I'll take the doors. I, too, will take take, Vanderbilt. Taking the emotions out of it. I'll just got to take them. I'm sure Chase is going to take Vandy as well. Is he going to sing it? He has put them on his top shelf. Mm-hmm. Top shelf. Sorry, I gotta figure out my top shelf here. Okay. Number two. Kentucky at South Carolina. This is an interesting game. Both team look both teams looking for their first conference win. Which is uh interesting. It's a little SEC East matchup. Gamecocks favored by three and a half. That game will be under the lights. Six thirty central time kickoff. Also shown on SEC Network. Who do you got? 
South Carolina. Three and a, minus three and a half. I like I like South Carolina. I might I might be overly influenced by I, I thought they looked good against Alabama, even though you know what happened to them happens to most teams playing Alabama. I think there's more there. And playing at home, they have a good crowd. I'll take them. Max, who does Chase take? Chase has Kentucky. Okay, what? I was not. I think Kalinsky is the answer long term, but he's young. He's a freshman. They, they were pathetic in Missouri at Missouri in Columbia. I think last they'll week. be better at they home, but that, that's my theory. But but uh, we'll find out. I'll take Kentucky in the points. Hmm. Give me three and a half. So you're looking at a close game. Yeah. Neither Number way. three. Titans and Falcons down in Atlanta Sunday at noon. CBS Falcons Dirty Birds by three and a half. Also need a game total. From the listeners. Need a game total on that one. I will uh, start it. And I will take... Hmm. I'll take the Titans in three and a half. That line has shrunk. Yep. Has it not? Started off at five and a half. Yeah. It's going down. Down. Let's make it a down, tougher. I, down. Early in the week, in my mind, I was thinking, I, I, I really like the points. Five and a half, sure. I really like the five and a half. I don't like the three and a half as much. But I, I that either. being said... um. I'll, I th- I think the Titans seem to be better as underdogs. There's a, there's something to that. I'll take the Titans. Okay. Chase also has the Titans. All right. Number four. Who hits more sacks? Who will record more sacks in this game? Tennessee or Atlanta? Ooh. What's both the over teams, under one and a half? Both teams. No, there is no over under. It's just gonna we're gonna do. <laughs> Who's going to come up with more sacks? Now, if it ends up being a tie, then everybody wins, right? Everybody gets a point. Falcons have five sacks on the year. I got to tell you. And the Titans have not exactly been getting to quarterbacks. And Matt Ryan has been pretty good about it. He knows when to get ready. He's got a lot of options. So this one, it may be the the first one to the quarterback wins the category, right? (laughs) Could be. Don't laugh. Uh, I will take Grady Jarrett's a little banged up. I'll take the Titans. That may be a stretch. You're saying that they they will they'll get more sacks. They will record more sacks. Yes. Who records more sacks? I think the Falcons. Titans D or Falcons D. I think the Falcons D will record more sacks. Chase is taking the Titans D. Number five. Receiving yards for Julio Jones. Vikings have been the only team that was the first game of the season to really contain Julio. He's He's been up over 100 last two weeks, even in losses. Receiving yards for Julio Jones, 100 or more, over or under? I like over for Julio. You were quick. Yeah, I, you were quick I think he's going to get his 100. Che, it's actually Chase's turn to answer first. Chase is under. I, too, will go over. Number six. Finally, Browns at the Ravens. This is an interesting matchup in the AFC because, you know, this may have implications with the Titans down the road. Browns are getting six and a half. Ravens favored by six and a half. That's Sunday at noon on CBS. Who does Chase have? Chase has the Browns. I, too, will take the Browns and the points. I'll take what the Ravens. What say you? 
Take the Ravens. I think the the Browns are they got issues. I will go Browns. Mayfield is not. He, he's no, I he doesn't have the confidence I going. I I think the Ravens have got something going. This is right now. silly to say quickly, and then we're going the phones. This is silly to say because he's a professional. He was the number one pick in the draft. He makes gobs of money and gets gobs of attention. He shouldn't need this. But you remember us talking about it. Rex Ryan said he is overrated as hell. He didn't say he's overrated. He said he's overrated as hell. Rex Ryan took shot. And Baker, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but it's like he needs a poke all the time. He always needs a jolt or a poke, right? Somebody just say something for him to get jacked up. I think he's so, solid, but I just think, I think people are play, figuring it out. He'll play better because he just got called out on national television this week on Get Up. Rex Ryan said, "Man, that dude's overrated." Okay, so you're so I'll take you him. I'll take him in the points and go top shelf. You're going top shelf. I will go top shelf with the uh, Falcons getting more sacks than the Titans. Okay, all right. And my theory is that um, it's not that either team is going to have a lot of sacks, but Atlanta does a pretty good job of protecting Matt Ryan. So I'm thinking the Titans won't get very many. Maybe it's three to two. I don't know. Falcons ca- will get more sacks. I'm counting on Logan Ryan to get some sacks. Well, that's how the Titans get a lot of sacks. I know. That's what I, I hate to say Other that, people, but they spread it it's around. It's going to have to be something like that. All right, let's go to Carl. Carl, get us started here on pick six. Welcome in. Carl, are you with me? Carl, going Carl. once, twice. Make sure he's there. I'm putting yeah, back on hold. Hold on. Been waiting a long time. Yeah. Baxter. Baxter, you're up next. Yeah. All right. All right, Baxter. We got, we got beeps. We got all kinds of stuff. Northern Illinois at Vanderbilt Saturday. Commodore's favored by six and a half. Who do you like? Uh, Commodore's top shelf. Vanderbilt top shelf. Kentucky travels to South Carolina. Gamecocks favored by three and a half. South Carolina on that one. South Carolina. Uh, we got the Titans on the road against the Falcons. Titans, a three-and-a-half-point dog. I'm going to take the Falcons. Falcons and then a game total. Uh, 48. You say 48? Yeah. Okay. Uh, who records more sacks in that game, Titans or Falcons? Falcons. Receiving yards for Julio Jones, over, under, 100. Over top shelf. Over top shelf. And finally, the Browns at the Ravens. In Baltimore, six-and-a-half-point dogs are the Browns. I'm going to take the Browns. Did he do two top shelves? He did. Okay. Baxter, good luck. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Y'all too. Let's go to Max. Max, you're up next. Welcome in. All right. All right, Max, we have the Huskies of Northern Illinois taking on Vanderbilt tomorrow morning. Who you got? Vandy. Vanderbilt minus six and a half. The Kentucky Wildcats on the road against South Carolina. South Carolina. You take South Carolina minus three and a half. Titans, Falcons. Uh, Falcons, top shelf. Falcons minus three and a half, top shelf. Uh, more sacks, Falcons or Titans? Falcons. Falcons. And receiving yards for Julio Jones of the Falcons, 100 or more. Over or over. under? Over. You, you say over. 
And then the Ravens are a six and a half point favorite over the Browns. Uh, Ravens top shelf. Who did you take on the first one, Max? Vandy or Northern Illinois? Uh, Vandy. Vandy. Okay, we didn't hear that. And, and we, we need a game total game for total. the Titans yeah. Falcons. Uh, fifty one. Fifty one. Fifty one. Okay. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Leaves one line available, 615-737-1025. Let's go to Steven. Steven, you're up next. Welcome in. Thanks, guys. All right. Northern Illinois, out of the MAC, taking on Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt minus six and a half. South Carolina hosts Kentucky. South Carolina. South Carolina minus three and a half. Falcons hosting the Titans Sunday at high noon. Falcons. Falcons minus three and a half. What's your game total? 38. And who gets more sacks in the game, Falcons or Titans? Falcons, double top shelf. Ooh, Ooh, doubling up on the top shelf. Double top shelf. The Falcons already have two sacks. I'm just going to take it. The Falcons already have two sacks. Marcus is that quarterback with that O line. <laughs> okay, I was, saying that, I was waiting for the punchline, Steve. Okay. I didn't know what. Okay, I, I get it now. Okay, all right. Uh, Julio Jones over or under one hundred yards receiving. Over. And finally, the Browns Sunday at noon in Baltimore. Ravens. So the new Browns against the old Browns. You take the uh, you take the Ravens. Yes, sir. Ravens okay. minus six and a half. All right. Steven, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thanks. Now, for people that are hearing double top shelf, that was something that was hatched when I was up in Cleveland the first week of pick six. I guess a caller called in, and you guys allowed it to happen. And so we now I have see nothing wrong. Double, I see nothing wrong with double top shelves. So you can get that, that extra point. So it's essentially a three-point game for you. That's what it is. Well, you just put all your eggs in one top-shelf basket. Yep, so you are able to do that. Remember, the advantage of calling in this year in pick six is you get two top shelves. When you do it online, you get one. Let's go back to the phones. We'll get one more in, and then we'll come back. Still loaded lines, more phone calls. Jeremy, you're up next. Welcome in. You ready, Jeremy? Yes, yes, afternoon. Uh, Okay, we have the Commodores hosting Northern Illinois, Saturday, 11 a.m. Uh, let's go, Vanderbilt. You got the doors minus six and a half. Kentucky's on the road at South Carolina Saturday night. Uh, let's go, Wildcats. The Wildcats plus three and a half. Titans are a three and a half point dog as well. They're in Atlanta against the Falcons. Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta minus three and a half, and we need your game total. Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Who records more sacks? Will it be the Titans or the Falcons? Falcons. Uh, receiving yards for Julio Jones, over, under, 100? I'm going to go under. Okay. And we have Browns-Ravens. Cleveland. Cleveland plus the 6.5. Uh, feel like he's got a top shelf in there. Does he yeah, use them both? I, I, no, I've got to do both of them. Uh, first need both. one, Atlanta with minus the 3.5. Okay. And the other one, I'm going to do the, let's go Cleveland Browns. Okay. Jeremy, good luck. Thank you. All right, thank you. I'm Jeremy's going to be flipping back 
and forth between mm-hmm. those two games. Yep, those are two noon kickoffs. Big ones. All right, come back another round of your phone calls next on ESPN 1025, the game. Pick six time here on Darren Donick and Chase on this Friday afternoon. Really cool VIP package for Oktoberfest on Sunday, October 13th. That's what's on the line for this week's winner. Let's go back to the phone. 737-1025. Jason, you're up next. Welcome in. Hello, Jason. Yeah, I'm here. All right. We got Northern Illinois, a six-and-a-half-point dog at Vanderbilt tomorrow morning at 11. Uh, give me Bailey. Kentucky on the road at South Carolina. Gamecocks, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me Kentucky. Titans at the Falcons. Titans are a three-and-a-half-point dog. Give me the Titans. Make that my top shelf. and Give me 37 points. It's going to be 20 to 17. Okay, 20 to, he's even named the score. Uh, who records more sacks in the game? Give me the Falcons and make that my other top shelf. Hmm, Falcons top shelf. All right, uh, receiving yards for Julio Jones, 100 or more. Over or under? Over. Going over. And then the Ravens as a six-and-a-half-point favorite over the visiting Browns. New Browns against the old Browns. Give me the Ravens. All right, Jason, good luck. Have a good weekend. All right, y'all too, thanks. Seven three seven one zero two five. Let's see, Tyler, you're up next. Welcome in. Hello, Tyler. Hey guys. All right, we got the Huskies of Northern Illinois coming to town against Vanderbilt. We will do NIU. Okay, NIU it is out of the MAC. Kentucky on the road at South Carolina. We will do South Carolina double top shelf. Wow. Likes, likes, likes the Gamecocks as a three-and-a-half-point favorite tomorrow night. Titans, Falcons, plus the game total. We'll do the Falcons, and we'll do a total of 44. Falcons, total of 44 as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. More sacks, Tennessee or Atlanta? We'll do Atlanta. Receiving yards for Julio Jones, over, under 100? Under. And then the Browns at the Ravens. We'll do Brown Dogs. Browns, Browns plus the six, plus and a half. six and a half. Okay. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thanks, you too, guys. Um, Greg. Greg, you're up next. Welcome in. Hey, guys. All right. Greg, bring it. Northern Illinois, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Commodores minus six and a half. South Carolina hosts Kentucky. Uh, South Carolina, please. You got the Gamecocks minus three and a half. Most people liking the Gamecocks. Most people liking yeah, Vanderbilt. Like top shelf, Go on top shelf. All right, Falcons are a three and a half point favorite against the visiting Titans. Uh, let's go Titans and 46 points. 46. Titans getting the benefit of the doubt, I think, in the consensus. We'll see how that plays out. More sacks, Titans or Falcons? Falcons. Falcons. Top shelf. Receiving yards for Julio Jones. Over, over. under 100. Over. Over. And we got the Browns as a six-and-a-half-point dog against the Ravens. Uh, Baltimore, please. Now, this is going to go against my theory, though. I took the, the Ravens, Darren. But we'll see if the Browns have that Eagles urgency that was so important last night. The Browns, if they can have that, they got talent, right? But if they're ever going to – they need it now. 
They don't a want to go that one and three. One and Facing three, one and three. And you just lost in a division game. And the Ravens might have a little bit more feeling all right about themselves, although sure. that was a tough loss last week, but that was not a bad loss. Nope. Right? We'll see. All right, Greg, thank you. All right, y'all have a good weekend. You too. 737-1025. Let's go to – let's see. Rob, you're up next. Welcome in. Hey, guys. Huskies doors. Uh, give me Vandy, top shelf. Top shelf for Vanderbilt. What do we have? One person that take is taking Northern Illinois. Who so know? One person, even with the points, could be a kiss of death. Let's hope not. <laughs> Knock on wood. Kentucky is uh-huh. on the road at South Carolina. I'll take South Carolina. All right. You like Will Muschamp and the Gamecocks? They're a three and a half point favorite. Falcons also a three and a half point favorite against the Titans. Uh, give me the Titans. Titans. I've been it. I've been in Atlanta all week. I know what they're doing, what they're planning on. They're planning on just stopping Derrick Henry and things like that. All right, and a game total? Uh, 49. More sacks, Titans or Falcons? Uh, Titans. Top shelf. Top shelf for the Titans, all right. So you think the offensive line is going to hold their ground? Well, I think Henry's going to be running it so much that they're not going to be able to sack. All right, receiving yards. For Julio Jones, over uh, or under 100? I'm saying over. Okay. Uh, Browns, on the road against the Ravens. Give me the Ravens. <laughs> you got the Ravens, minus the six and a half. We get two, yep. two top shelves? Did you get both? South Carolina's one of them, right? No, Vandy's one and Titans more sacks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Rob, thank you as always. I right, guess. Yeah. All right, we will uh, – everybody in the line, hang with us. We'll get everybody else off the air. Also, okay? uh, you will be locked. You will be locked in with two top-shelf picks. After that, you'll have to participate going to thegamenashville.com. So you can still get in our contest, but you'll have to do it offline. Also off – Or online. Also uh, off the air, Darren will be reading all of the particulars of the prize we're giving away. But yes. Um, if you want to hear that, if you want to do it, me to do a ten-minute video, I will give you <laughs> the prize that includes the VIP for Sunday, <laughs> October thirteenth. I mean, it is a VIP. It's a yeah. very, very, very important extensive list person. of yeah. extensive. how you will be taken care of. Okay, a couple minutes before we get out of here. Patrick Line signs a two-year deal, thirteen and a half, two years. Still have Kyle Connor RFA. Still have Dustin Bufflin suspended without pay. Two big, big pieces for the Jets. They get one. Now they've got two more to shore up before everybody gets started in about a week or less than a week. I think Connor and Miko Ranton of the Avalanche will be signed by the time they take the ice. Now, whether they play in the first game or not, I'm not sure, but I think they'll, it'll be done. Do you think when we're on the air Monday that we're talking about those two signings? Yes. Okay, over the weekend. I, it's think, I think it'll get done. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't feel be stunned if it's done by the end of the day. No. But we'll see. I kind of feel the same way. Kind of hoping that the Romagnosi thing is done by the time. It's not as urgent because he's under contract, but I'd love to have that put to bed before the season starts. Anthony Lynn says Melvin Gordon will start when he's ready to play. He has ended his 64-day contract holdout. He was set to make $5.6 million this year. He's there. He is there, and he is practicing with the team. Right now, we are watching him live run routes for the Chargers. 
which, by the way, the significance of this, Titans and Chargers. What, yes. three weeks from now? Yeah, it's coming up. Melvin Gordon, barring an injury, will be in the mix. He had a big game. Remember that shootout that they had uh, a couple years ago in San Diego? Yep. Titans haven't done so well against the Chargers over the years. They have not. The good news is they don't have to go to San Diego anymore. Or London. Or London, <laughs> that's right. But they well, haven't done well here either against no, them. You're right. The Christmas night, remember that Christmas game? Oh, man. We'll bad. come back and wrap up things with legendary Oklahoma coach Bob Stoops. That is next on Darren, Donick, and Chase. Thank you, Mookie. Back here on Darren, Donick, and Chase on this Tuesday morning. He spent 17 years at the helm as Oklahoma's head coach. He's Bob Stoops, and now he's the author of the book, No Excuses. Coach, how you doing? Good morning. I'm great. No, uh, 18 years, actually. 18 years. Those years were hard. I don't want to lose one. How dare me slight you a year? That's like seven. That's like dog years, right? Every year being a head coach in college football is like seven seasons. I say that it, it was it was great fun too, though. I, I just I've always been I feel fortunate and blessed. I had uh, so much fun uh, through those eighteen years. It, it, things can be a struggle uh, always when you're competing like that, but uh, but it was great. So thank you for having me. Well, you know, it being in that fishbowl, it's hard sometimes because you're just in that world. And now that you've stepped out of it and you have just a different perspective, what what is it like, you know, not going through? I mean, because, you know, coaches are no different than players, creatures of habit. You had a routine and you knew every time of year, every day, every month what you're doing about that time of year. Now that you don't have that time of uh, that kind of regimented schedule, what is it like? Yeah, it's different. It, it took a good while to, 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 you know, little by little, I'm getting used to it. Uh, but I, I described it as the, the first year was uh, was uh, incredibly awful. The second year was just awful. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm little by little working my way to the positive. But it's, uh, but I was aware of that. That doesn't mean it's wrong. Uh, you know, when it, that's all you've done and you've had a gang kind of your whole life, you, your guys, you, you know, you played football with or your coach and you got a whole crew of guys you go from that to all of a sudden you're you know you don't have anybody so it's it's different but it's uh it's good uh just a lot more a lot more travel a lot more golf longer workouts all of those kind of things i wanted to pick your brain on uh, a portion of your book where you talk about your father coaching you just because i've been coaching my son while albeit at a different sport in baseball i'm just curious what kind of effect it had on you because you talk about it and even when you went to college and, and what it meant for your dad to be your coach. So I'm just going to let you take it from there because I always wonder, am I doing the right thing being my kid's coach? Should I back away? I want to be a part of it, but I also don't want to smother him and, and do the wrong things because I'm, I'm also his dad. Yeah, I would say this. My dad never smothered uh, any of us, but he just more did it by example. You know, he was a football coach in the fall. All summer, he played baseball. My whole growing up, my dad played baseball in the double-A leagues, was a great baseball player, and we were allowed to go with him. You know, I, so we would be the bat boy. Uh, you know, we were – and then even as he got older, he his, his eyesight started not to be as good. He played basketball softball. So we, we, we'd go to softball games, and – and then we, in the winter, he would officiate basketball games for the intramural teams. So we, we'd be in the gym all Saturday morning in the wintertime from 8 in the morning till 1 in the afternoon. So I was on a court or some type of field 
with him every day. And he never pushed anything on me or my brothers. But I think naturally, we were that's all we were around. It was kind of where we felt comfortable in some kind of competition on a quarter of field. So um, I think we just that's just just how we grew up, and that's why I, we're all coaches. And uh, and again, without him ever forcing anything on us, it was just natural. That's great. Uh, we, we've gotten to know Tim Corbin really, really well over the years. Vanderbilt's baseball coach. Obviously, he's had a lot of success. He's told us the story about when David Price came into his, his office and wanted to transfer. He just, he wanted to, he wanted to get out. Just wasn't sure if he even wanted to play anymore. It was, and so you kind of had that story where, you know, you wanted to transfer and you talked to your dad. Kind of walk us through what that was like and how your dad said, Hey, you need to, you need to stick in there and stay at Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the book that I, I was and It's true. I, I was ready to leave Iowa in my first year after my first semester, you know, you go from a steel mill town growing up in Ohio to out to the Midwest to Iowa. And, you know, it, it was quite a cultural shock. And, um, and, you know, we weren't, we were, we were in the middle of a coaching change. The team was awful. And I just came home, and I was talking about transferring and not going back, quitting. And he he heard it one too many times. And finally, I was out helping him clean up outside after mowing the lawn. And he he had some choice words for me. And, and <laughs> I found out, uh, you know, he gave me some tough love. And and uh, I went back. And sure enough, you know, I end up earning going through spring ball as a redshirt freshman, end up earning a starting job and start the next four years at Iowa. And then I'm stay there and coach another five years with Hayden Fry afterwards. And of course, if I had left, I would never have had this, this journey, you know, being a head coach at Oklahoma and on and on, you know? So, you know, I think that was the message is, is, you know, for people as they read the book is, you know, don't be afraid to give some tough love once in a while, you know, to, to a young person who, you know, in today's world, and even then, that was a long time ago. You know, you, you kind of want it easy or, you know, it's hard to be uncomfortable and fight through something. And uh, I fought through it and came out the other side and look what's happened to me. You know, I, like I said, this this would not have all happened had I had I quit at Iowa and, and left. Talking to Bob Stoops, he's got a new book out and it is called No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach. And we're glad to have him on the show today and Coach, in looking at your career, when you were playing at Iowa, referencing that, so many teams around the country were running some form of the option, the wishbone, and then you know you put in the pressure defense when you got to Florida. The game has evolved so much. In fact, your quarterback for your national championship team, Josh Heupel, I was watching UCF play. ESPN couldn't even get the replay in by the time they were running the next play. It was so fast. Keeping up with how the game is changing is such a big challenge for the coach. How were you able to evolve with that? Yeah, there's no question. Uh, the game is always evolving and changing to some degree. And, and uh, you know, we were one of the first, uh, really, to make uh, the air raid offense popular. Uh, you know, I hired Mike Leach from Kentucky, where he was working with Hal Mummy, uh, to be my first offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, where we were the first ones really throwing the ball all over the place. And look what it's spread to. You know, now everybody's, for the most part, is doing it. So uh, you have to keep up with the game it it, you know, it it it's constantly changing in one way or another and you, you just always are researching different ways to uh play defense or to or the way you run your offense well, what's the best advice you could give a head coach 
Because as you said, the, that's the fun part, right? Being on the cutting edge and finding that innovation for and coaching kids. But as you know, especially if you're at a high-profile program like Oklahoma, the, the shine on the program is so much. Everybody, there's so many things that go on that don't involve your players necessarily or indirectly involve them. Just handling all that, managing that while you're preparing your team. What's the biggest challenge with that? What's the advice you would give coaches? Well, I, I think a couple. You, you have to always just be yourself, uh, trust your own instincts, and no one knows your, own, your, your program the way you do. Uh, to be yourself and trust your own instincts, um, I think, is the, is the number one thing. And then I don't think you can, in today's world, connect enough to your players uh, to, to constantly, you know, especially when you work with a big team like we do in football, there's so many players, to constantly find ways to connect with your players. Uh, you know, when you, when you do, they'll, they'll, do, they'll do what you want them to do if, uh, if you've got that close relationship with them. Talking with Bob Stoops, he's a former Oklahoma head coach and now the head coach and general manager of the Dallas Renegades of the XFL. And Coach, you, you come out with your book, No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach. You have a tremendous career at Oklahoma. Why have you decided to take this next step and, and uh, be a part of an upstart league with the XFL? Yeah, you know, uh, a few reasons. Uh, you know, when I stepped away, I, I said I, I wanted my own time and space. Well, after two years on the sideline, uh, not not being in it uh, on the sideline, I had a little bit too much time and space on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so that's part of it. But also, I believe in the leadership. Uh, we know with our commissioner Oliver Luck and Vince McMahon, and working with working with these older players here. Dallas is relatively close to Norman, Oklahoma. So you know, all those things just added up for me. Well, and the the league signed its first player, somebody you know quite well, Landry Jones, that uh, was an Oklahoma quarterback and then spent some time in the NFL. I know the the player draft is coming up. I believe it's going to be next month. But what has uh, the evaluation process been like so far for you, and how special is it to have Landry a part of the XFL? Yeah, he's a he was a great great player, of course, for us, and third all time in the NCAA history in passing yards. So, um, yeah, it's great that Landry's going to be in the league. Um, and, uh, you know, we've, we've done a lot of uh, here with the NFL cuts that just happened uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, everybody's been evaluating players. And so we're going to have our draft sometime mid-October. And so it'll be exciting. You know, there's a lot of good football players there, there that are out there that are, you know, that are on just the fringes of the NFL that have just been let go. What is it that you're hoping to accomplish? I mean, you, this league wants to thrive on its own. It, it wants to be successful. But are you trying to help these young men you know, get back into the NFL? Do you want to see them have long XFL careers? What is the, the end game for you personally? Well, I think both. Some will have uh, long XFL careers, and that'll be great. Some, I think, will do so well that NFL teams will pick them up, and you'll have some guys like that that uh, you know, that'll have more NFL opportunities. All of that really is, is what I'm looking forward to and, and winning. Hopefully uh, you don't do this and not want to win, you know. So uh, that'll be the other part of it, hopefully to, to have a good football team that's fun to watch and wins. As we wrap this up, Bob, when you interviewed Mike Leach to join your staff, he didn't bring up Pirates all the way back then, did he? Or did he? <laughs> he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to visit with Mike without having some kind of conversation that you're scratching your head about and, and uh, making sure you're on your toes as you follow that conversation. Yeah, no. But he's the best. Uh, he was great for us. And, uh, 
he, he remains a, a great friend. No doubt about it. Hey, best of luck with this book. Best of luck with the new chapter back on the sidelines. And uh, it was good to talk to you, and thanks for doing this. Thanks so much, guys. Good morning to everybody. Have a great day. All right, you do the same. That is Bob Stoops, 18 years as Oklahoma's head coach. Now the book is No Excuses, and he'll be back on the sidelines, a part of the XFL. We believe uh, the XFL will happen. Now we'll yeah. just see, can they sustain it? I mean, that's that has been the thing. Can anybody stick around? It's like all these startup leagues, they have like a one- or two-year shelf life, and then it goes away. So the, the, you do wonder, can this one actually stick? The thing that I feel better about this time around with the XFL is, number one, Vince McMahon has said, yes, I own the WWE, or I'm the chairman of the WWE, and I own the XFL, but they are two separate entities, whereas last time, I mean, you had The Rock, and you had Jerry Lawler, and Jim Ross, and, and everybody that, that was you know a part of it, and they tried to add the sports entertainment angle with the XFL. They're not doing that this time around. He hired Oliver Luck to be the commissioner, so he has football people in place. He's got somebody like Bob Stoops running the franchise in Dallas. So I feel like it's got a better chance this time around. And also, he's not trying to challenge the NFL. That's one thing that we've seen these other leagues um, outside of the AAF that they've done before that they've tried to challenge the NFL, and that's just never going to work. When we come back, a starting quarterback for a long time has been benched. We'll tell you who we're talking about on the other side. Also, Josh Booty to finish out the first hour. A loaded first hour, Bob Stoops and Josh Booty. But we'll come back and tell you who will not be starting this week. That's next on Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025 The Game.